Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. This is Helena Hart, and welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I bring on top experts to help you shift your energy and radiate self-love so you'll naturally become a match to the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Marcy Newman again. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Elena. I am so excited to be here with you. As always, our conversations are just jam-packed, full of just great information and incredible energy. So thank you. You're welcome. Yes, I absolutely loved the last episode we recorded on the energy of self-love. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Marcy, she is an integrative, intuitive counselor, certified hypnotherapist, author, creator of award-winning healing products, and the founder of Self Love University. She hosts a show on HeartShift TV, and she helps people learn where they're energetically stuck and teaches them how to release toxic energy and open their hearts to build lasting self-love that helps keep you coming back to your authentic self, which is what my podcast is all about. So I'm thrilled to have you on again today. We're going to be talking about the love-hate relationship that we have with love. Such an interesting topic. I can't (laughs) wait to hear everything you have to say on this one. Is there anything you want to say before we dive in? Um, Just that um, I actually found it quite interesting myself. It just popped into my mind this morning. I said, oh my gosh, we have got to talk about this. Absolutely. And I actually have no idea what you're about to share today. So I'm really looking forward to learning more about this myself. What's the first thing you have to say on this topic? Well, I think, you know, when I when I had that pop into my mind, like I said, the first thing that that came through was, you know, we we start to talk about love. And all of a sudden, we feel ourselves like we want to run and hide and you know, we start to sabotage things and we start to second guess all of this love that's just sort of waiting there, waiting for us to discover it. And how every single person that I speak to, as we're talking about preparing for love, right, and creating this magical place for love to land, their thoughts simultaneously are going to the past, going to past loves where they've been hurt or things that, you know, they suddenly are getting um, anxious about or nervous about. And it is self-sabotage that happens like the moment we start to remember, and that's really what I think is happening, that we are remembering that we're lovable. It's like this part of us, which is so ego-based, starts to creep up and say, oh, wait a second. 
That is so true. I know I hear from women all the time who are afraid that they're going to self-sabotage their next relationship or their current relationship, or they're already finding themselves doing that based on fear of usually what they've experienced in their past. Like you said, they've been hurt before. Most of us have been hurt before, and it can be easy to go through life with these walls up or trying to be hypervigilant and make sure that that thing that happened before doesn't happen again. Do you hear that as well? I do all the time, but there's another aspect of it as well. And that is that very often I hear women talking also about what they want to recreate. They have mm. this part that was wonderful and this part where, you know, they were experiencing something that they had never experienced before and they want that again. And I find that I'm constantly feeling this sense when I'm speaking to women who are almost in this state of desperation, right? Where they are creating such limitations because not only are they calling in the energy of past hurts, but they're calling in the energy of past expectations. They've had some success with love and, and relationships and have you know, some great experiences that they then want to recreate in this new relationship. And I want to caution people from doing that because anytime that we are looking to the past to create our future, we are actually bypassing everything that we have at our I should say, our, our heart tips right in that moment to create something brand new based on who we are in that moment and what is for our greatest good. So if you're trying to recreate something from the past, what often happens is that you are going to limit the love that's actually waiting for you now. And we have to start to accept we are not the same person that we were. And I, you know, it's so funny, but this actually came up in conversation for me recently. And here's what I said. I said, I am not the same person that I was before I became who I am. I love that. That's so profound. I was recently interviewing someone, Donna Barnes, for the first time on my podcast. And she said, God help me if I'm the same person I was even yesterday. <laughs> so oh, we're always, too. you know, recreating or she was talking about outrunning previous versions of ourselves. I think that's so powerful. And so I think what I hear you saying is rather than trying to recreate this amazing moment in a relationship or run from something we don't want to experience, every moment is a new opportunity. It's a fresh start to create something new or different in your life. Do I have that right? Yes. And by the way, you know, I often say new life begins every nanosecond that we choose it to. Mm. And we must remember this because if you're not creating right here, right now, you're actually living in a fantasy. And that fantasy will start to draw so much energy from you in trying to maintain it and trying to stay alive that you will miss the opportunity to be here now and to experience the life and the love for who you are now. 
And it's, you know, these are really important lessons um, on so many levels, energetically, of course. Um, and we want is, you know, great um, of access to energy as we possibly can, but also in terms of, you know, what we start to feed, because that's just as essential. We need to discern which energies we are feeding. Some energies simply do not have the capacity, the ability to create what it is that we want to experience. But if you're caught up in that past, and again, whether it was a painful experience or a happy experience, and you're looking to recreate that, you are feeding energy into something that is, in essence, dead. It cannot mm -hmm. receive the energy. So now you start to fantasize that you can make it happen. And that's not the way it works. Absolutely. I would love to hear about any signs or symptoms that someone is trying to do that. Maybe this is the first time they've been hearing about this, that certain energies, you can't create what you actually want coming from that place. What are some signs that someone is stuck in one of those energies and they're either trying to protect themselves from getting hurt in a way that doesn't work, or they're trying to recreate something from their past in a way that's not actually going to pan out the way they were hoping for Mm, what a great question. And it's a powerful question because what we're actually doing is we're creating a new conscious awareness. And, you know, we have this higher part of ourselves, right, that's in constant contact with us, but it communicates in different ways. And one of the ways that it communicates that's so powerful is actually in, um, in energy that we feel in our body. And what I find for myself is that if I am suddenly feeding an energy that, this is really strange, but if I'm feeding an energy that does not have the potential to create what I want and need now, I actually feel it on the left side of my body. Hmm. And it feels like it's going out of my body. It feels like um, it's dense um, and it is, um, it's going in the opposite direction. So energy that I feel on the right side of my body is energy that feels full of light. And this is not the same for everybody. So you, you have to take the time to create this open communication with that aspect of yourself and find out um, what it's communicating to you and how you are experiencing it. So it is an actual, for me, it's a sensation. But I know for others, it could be a taste. You know, it can be a sudden little um, jab right in mm -hmm. your shoulder or a sensation of heat. People describe different things, but when you're starting to really energetically connect with your truth, your truth makes it very clear what that feels like. And so that's really something that we need to pay attention to. And then the other thing is this. 
when we start to move into this energy um, of fantasy, right? It's very simple to get confused because we start to think about, oh, you know, I'm, I'm using my imagination to create what it is that I want. But you have to be able to discern if that's being led by your ego or your heart. Oh, that is such a good point. I would love to hear all about that. Yeah, we hear about all the time that, you know, your imagination can help you create what you want. But I know I hear from a lot of women who are maybe stuck on a man from their past. And of course, this could apply to men as well. My audience here on my podcast is mostly women. So sometimes the language I use can reflect that. But a person is maybe stuck on someone who is unavailable to them in some way. And those fantasies are actually keeping them stuck right where they are but I would love to hear everything you have to say on that. Okay. So, and I was just getting God bumps um, <laughs> as I was thinking about this because here are a couple of signs, all right, that you're stuck in that fantasy and you are, you are actually sabotaging yourself. Here's, here's what it looks like and here's what it feels like. You will start to imagine yourself as being different than who you are. Hmm. You will see yourself in that scenario, you know, like right now I can tell you if, you know, we had a camera, you would see me, my hair is brown. I'm wearing a turquoise knitted top with a black top underneath it. I'm wearing a, a necklace with multicolored stones, um, but my hair is short. If in that fantasy, I'm suddenly I've got long blonde hair and I'm wearing this flowing gown and I'm this and that. Mm -hmm. In other words, if I am feeding the fantasy with parts of myself that are not true, it is fantasy that is generated by your ego. That is the ego utilizing your imagination to take you further and further and further away from what your heart wants to create for you. That is so interesting. And why does it do that? Do you have any thoughts on that? Are you subtly feeding yourself the message that you're not quite good enough? Or if you could somehow be different or better in some way, then you would maybe be good enough to get what you want? Is it something like that? It's perfect. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because as you start to fantasize yourself in that scenario, and it's not the true you, you have already bought into the notion that you're not enough. Hmm. You're not really worthy of it. You have to be someone and something else in order to attract that person to you. You have to rely on someone outside of yourself to create it. Wow, I am loving this conversation. You hear all the time, like if someone, for example, is trying to lose weight or something, you know, you hear people say, visualize yourself at your ideal weight. What would you have to say for someone in that situation who does want to improve their health or get better in some area? Is it truly falling in love with yourself exactly as you are and making peace with where you are right now in order to get to the next step? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Sure. And I think that that comes up all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, probably 90% of the women that we speak to 
have a whole list of things that they have to change before they're going to be ready yes. for that soulmate or ready for that, you know, really um, higher love that they're yearning for. And if that's how you're going in, it you're literally pushing it out of your grasp. Yeah. It cannot happen. So we must make peace with who we are now. And we do so with the belief that we are lovable, not because of the body we're in. Right. We are lovable because we are a magnificent extension and expression of the divine within us. I completely agree. That example came to mind because I have a very close family member who keeps saying that she wants to put herself out there and meet people and find the one, but she has to lose weight. She's been saying this for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And I keep telling her, not only are you beautiful and perfect exactly as you are, this is actually the perfect time to meet someone. But of course, it actually all starts with that self-love and valuing yourself. So that's why that example came to mind. I love everything you said on that. So I think what you're saying is when you're fantasizing, you're visualizing yourself different or some sort of improved in your mind version of yourself that's your ego creating that fantasy it's never going to work for you do you have anything else to say on that what what happens if people stay stuck at that place where they're fantasizing coming from their ego they will be just like your family member mm. who will never put themselves out there because mm -hmm. they'll never be enough your ego won't allow it it's not because you're really not enough it's because the ego won't allow it. It will have found its way of keeping you stuck exactly where you are. And that's where it wants you to remain. And it's not because it's, you know, got this maniacal, you know, um, program, right? It's because it's fear-based. Mm -hmm. And being so fearful, it literally wants you to stay hiding behind the couch. It yeah. doesn't want you to come out into the world. And so once it finds that vulnerability, that's what it feeds, but it also demands that you feed it. It's not enough that it feeds it. It demands that you feed it because then it totally has your attention and it is guaranteed its next meal. Mm. I can relate to that a lot. I think this is something we can all deal with. Or our mm -hmm. ego wants to keep us in this box of what's safe and familiar. I always say that your subconscious mind is constantly pulling you towards what feels familiar, even if it's not what you say you truly desire, because that's where you feel safe. And I think we can all relate to that <laughs> in certain areas of our life. We've all been there. Is there anything else you have to say on this fantasy? Is there ever a point or a place to come from where fantasizing or visualizing is actually good for you and helpful? Visualizing is one of the mechanisms that are hardwired within us in order to assist us in manifesting. But we need to pay attention to the energy that we are putting into that visualization. If there is any inkling of you being less than or having to prepare or having to become someone other than who you are, or trying to manipulate things um, so that you first find out what your partner wants and needs from you, then you will never, ever be loved for who you are. 
You will never find the relationship that will have your heart singing and you expanding into the most magnificent version of you. It's impossible. So we start to take um, an accounting and I call this spiritual accounting. And in fact, I have a wonderful course on spiritual accounting um, in my self-love university. But this is where we take an accounting of the energies that we um, are aware of. They're, they're actually right there. What have we been using to manifest? How has that manifestation either um, how has it lived up to our expectations or has it fallen short? And then we begin what I call a pivot sequence where we start to, um, we start to discern the potential of energy and start to select energy only that has the potential to create what we want to experience. This is when we step into mastery. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, at the basis of that is self-love. I think that's beautiful. How can someone start to do that? Let's say they're listening to this and they're like, oh my goodness, that's me. I keep, you know, trying to be better or thinking that I have to do something or improve myself in some way in order to be worthy of what I want. What are the first couple steps to just stick a toe into self-love and start loving and valuing yourself exactly as you are right now? The first thing I always tell people is that you have to come to a place of surrender. You have to, you have to surrender to the fact that everything that you've been doing up until this point has actually been sabotaging you if you have not yet achieved what you want to experience. This, what this does, oh my God, it's like so magical because we have to accept ourselves exactly as we are, where we are. It's like we are activating our inner GPS system, right? You go to your GPS and you plug in the address about where you want to go. But if that satellite cannot pick up where you're starting from, it cannot create a roadmap for you. And we've all experienced that with so much frustration, right? waiting, waiting, waiting for that, you know, those directions to come up. Mm -hmm. So we have to make certain that we, the energy that we're putting into who we are right here, right now is loud and clear. So the satellite picks up that energy. And so we surrender, we let go of whatever has been leading us astray. And we say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to actually experience what it is that I want, that my heart is yearning for. Show me the way. Well, what will happen, of course, is the universe immediately will begin to respond to you. However, the most important thing is to, is to cultivate this awareness of energy. Now, as I said earlier, there's always, there's always going to be an energetic connection to an actual frequency that you're going to feel. 
And so we have to start to pay attention to what it is that we're feeling. Um, but we also then have to pay attention to the thought that is being created from that feeling. So this is something, and it's, again, it's cultivating this energy discernment, which from my perspective is the most important thing that we can possibly do for ourselves. Um, but for instance, and again, I, I'm just going to refer to this um, course that I have in Self Love University. And I, I call it my Self Love Starter Kit. And what it does is it, it actually starts to recircuit the programming that has become so dependent on the ego's feedback. And it starts to recircuit your energy so that you are clearly getting these messages from your heart. And I do it in a very unusual way. But what it does is it actually shifts your frequency. I'm taking you through a series of heart shifts. But it begins by you connecting with the energy that's actually in alignment with yourself as this divine being that we spoke of earlier. Because without that connection, you will always be looking towards the ego to either validate or to give you some kind of a feedback as to how you should maneuver in a different direction. And of course, as we know, the ego will always lead you astray. That sounds amazing. I'll definitely <laughs> include a link to the self-love starter kit. I feel like I maybe need to check that out myself. <laughs> That'll be the first link in the description or episode details. Wow. What an amazing thing to be able to offer to people, Marcy. That is so great. I did want to mention in our last episode, we recorded together on the energy of self-love. This is the only episode I've done about 50 podcast episodes at the time we're recording this. The only one I've ever gone back and actually taken notes on what someone has said. <laughs> and I actually did that during our episode. You said something that just resonated with me on such a deep level. I'll never forget. I'm sure you can say it more brilliantly than me here. But what I got from it is that our neural circuitry is designed to create based on what we feed it. And we can't create something outside of what we're expecting, something like that. Would you mind talking mm. a little bit about that here? Because I think we're touching on that. And I think it's just so important for people to understand. We are touching on it. And it's one of my favorite things to talk about. So mm. thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So yes. We, we live in this incredible, miraculous arena that has been hardwired to simply receive and respond our energy and to take action to bring it to fruition. This, this is mind-blowing. Can you imagine this entire universe has been created just for you? It has been created, the circuitry 
that has created these mechanisms of response are simply awaiting your command. What happens with us is that we get so caught up, right? And again, we take our commands from the ego rather than the heart because we become so disenfranchised from it. And by the way, that's no fault of our own. That's how we've been conditioned and programmed, mm -hmm. right? To depend on our, our mind rather than the mind of the heart. And so what happens is, I, I mean, even for me, there are times that it stops me dead in my tracks and I sit in awe. But, you know, we have this neuroplasticity, right, that's in constant need of our, um, of our feeding energy into our own energy systems in order for us to create what we want to experience. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's its whole purpose because we are the creative force of the universe. This is not something that we do as a hobby. This is something that we are doing 24 seven. So it behooves us to remember that this is our purpose here. We are actually creating right now, you and I, right? We, our energies are focused in the same direction. That direction is in communicating this ability. And what happens with every person who's listening is that their energy field is expanding even as we are here together, it is expanding to receive more in anticipation of what our listeners will now start to wonder if it's possible for them. So the field actually opens up, awaiting energy that it can feel is coming in its direction from every listener here. That is beautiful. I love everything you're saying. And just practically speaking, I think we can all relate to the fact that we've lived all of this life experience up until this point. And it can be so easy to just assume or think that this is all there is. Like you said at the beginning of this episode, that if past relationship partners have hurt us before that we're going to get hurt again. Or we start telling ourselves things like there are no good men out there, or there are no good opportunities out there for me. I have to just stay stuck right where I am. And a lot of times this is probably going on on a subconscious level, but we tend to just think that what we've experienced is all there is. And I see so many people stuck at this place where they just can't create anything new. They can't attract anything different into their life because they're talking so much about what's going on right now and they're thinking about what's going on right now or what's happened in the past. They call up their girlfriends and complain about the seeming lack of available men. I'm talking about dating and relationships here because I hear from so many women who are frustrated in that place, in that area of their lives. But this could really apply to all areas. I think we can either 
talk about what has already been created or manifested, or we can create something new. And those are two very different things. I would love to hear your thoughts on that, though. Mm -hmm. So what came to my mind immediately was um, what I think is one of the most powerful tools we have for manifestation. And very simply, we start to retrain ourselves to ask, what if? Mm. Well, what if? What if it doesn't have to be a painful situation? What if it can be a happy situation? And then we start to feed the what if. After all, I am a different person. I'm wiser. I'm smarter. I've had so much more experience. I'm not that same person, right? So we, we are restructuring now the possibilities that we're offering to ourselves. What if takes our perspective, okay? Now, I just want to emphasize for a moment, our perspective is not a belief. Our perspective is how we view something right here and now that's typically based on a previous experience. Mm -hmm. So if we are continuing to feed that energy of that perception, it will become a belief. So if you're feeding that energy, like you said, you're talking with your girlfriends and you're reiterating, oh, he's such a jerk, he's an ass, you know, this and that, there are no good men out there, all of that stuff. And you are all, right, um, uh, agreeing to that. What you're doing is you're taking that perspective that you walked into the group with and you are solidifying it so that it now becomes a belief. Mm. Once it becomes a belief, you will start to feed that belief in order to be right. Yes. So true. I see that all the time. Yeah. Yep. The more that you need to be right the more you will receive the response from the universe that will validate that for you. Not because it has it out for you, not because Mm -hmm. it wants you to experience that. That is the natural mechanism. It takes whatever energy that you are putting most of your focus on, which is, you know, exactly what happens, right? When you are, wanting that belief to be right. Um, All that energy goes out and it comes back to you always in the form of experience. That's how the universe uh, responds. The universe responds in experience. So what happens is you keep having those experiences that now validate the belief because you were determined to be right. I see that happen so often in the women in my community. Of course, I've experienced that myself. I think our brains are sort of hardwired to want to be right. It just keeps us in that safe, familiar place and not stepping outside of our comfort zone. So I think what I hear you saying is we have these thoughts that develop into beliefs, and then we go out there and we attract evidence to confirm those beliefs. And then you can say, oh, I was right to not trust men. I was right to have my walls up or my guard up. And it just reinforces itself it's like this self-fulfilling cycle that just gets stronger and stronger over time right and what also happens is this and this goes back to and it's interesting I, I just recently did a video on this myself 
we're, you know, we still in our root chakra, right, have these connections to tribal survival. And when we look at the world as it is now, that's filled with so much chaos and, um, and uh, contrasting information and, and so much confusion, we go back into that root chakra and we start to pull on the roots that are going to give us the greatest amount of comfort, right? Where we feel safe. Now, because we have those on a tribal level, what happens is, is that we find ourselves then surrounded, just as we were saying, Helena, it is, we are, we surround ourselves with women, right, who are going to reinforce this perspective. Mm -hmm. Because we're so afraid of being abandoned, and we're afraid of being out in the world on our own. But the truth of the matter is, is that the moment that we put more value on being accepted by that group that we have surrounded ourselves by, the more actually the ego steps in and says, ha, 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 ha. I've got you exactly where I want you. And we start to abandon ourselves. I can really see that happening. I think all the time. If I think, you know, I, about my YouTube channel, for example, just the first thing that popped into my head, I've often thought like, wow, I think I could be pretty popular if I just went with everyone who said there's no good men out there and all men are cheaters or liars, or they just flake or ghost and just sort of complain. It's this energy of complaining. And I think that it's sort of a crowd pleaser thing to talk about right now, but that doesn't feel true for me. Maybe I have experienced that in the past, but that's not what I wanted to continue to experience. And it's certainly not anything I've ever experienced in my current relationship with my amazing husband. So <laughs> I decided to go with what was true for me. And of course, that's often not the most popular thing. A lot of people just want to bash men or dating apps and all of these things. And of course, this could apply to any area of life. There's the energy of complaining is very popular yeah. these days, you know, and that just wouldn't feel true to me. It wasn't true with what I wanted to experience. So I'm much happier having this amazing community of, yes, maybe smaller than some people out there, but I'm so happy with the amazing community of women that I have who actually want to experience exactly what they want and more. In and they're life. willing to do what it takes to do it, to yes. have it. So this is where I'm saying we need to start to pay attention, particularly energetically, how do you feel when you're surrounded by that group of women? Can you freely express your heart? Or do you find yourself, you know, buying into this perspective, which can in no way ever take you to where you want to go? Right. Do you find yourself feeding that energy and then walking away and continue to feed it until it becomes that belief? Can you, you know, every person listening, you need to understand that that is the mechanism of self-abandonment. Mm. We have fully engaged now in actual self-betrayal because you say on one level, which is your heart level, I want this. 
and then you surround yourself by those who say they want the same thing, but all of the energy that's congregating and that you now have to prove as true in order to remain part of that group, that's what your belief is, right? So you make it a belief and the universe, what does it do? It creates these experiences to please you. So true. And I just see so many, you know, I see these comments on YouTube about how there are no good men out there and men over a certain age are all avoidant. They all have baggage. There's all kinds of things I hear. And the smaller group of women that I personally work with or who have joined my community in some way, you know, taken some of my courses, I see them getting everything they want and more of course. And so quickly. And it's like, what is the difference between these people who are quickly and easily, no matter where they live, what they look like, how old they are, attracting just the most amazing things in their life so quickly versus people who are just in this energy of complaining and seem to see year after year, I see them come back and make the same kinds of comments. It's so crystal clear in my mind. The difference is the mindset. And like you said, those thoughts will become beliefs. And I think to take it a step further, it can start to become your identity. You can identify as the person who doesn't get what they want in love or in any area of life. Have you seen that as well? Of course, because it keeps getting proven. Yes. Right? Yes. The experiences just keep proving it. Oh, see, I'm right. I'm right. Mm -hmm. I'm right. And then there's this, you know, it's so complex and yet it's so simple. Yeah. Because we get caught up then into the cycle of, of needing to be right, even though your heart is breaking. Your heart is yearning to be loved. And it will continue to yearn for love because love is what we are. And if we are not loving, we're not going to feel fulfilled. So true. I could just talk to you forever about this. I, I, thought <laughs> I like, feel the same way. We always have these great conversations. Yes, I thought of three or four more episodes I would love to do. Is there anything else you want to say on this love-hate relationship that we have with love? And I know we're going to be doing a live broadcast on Bullhorn in just a couple months. Yes. So I'll include a link for everyone who wants to join that too. They can type their questions into the live chat or call in and talk to us personally. It's going to be so much fun. So, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, but in the meantime, I would love to hear everything else you have to say on this topic. Okay. I want to just invite everyone who's listening to understand that there's nothing wrong with you. What has happened is that, as we've described, right, the, there's a mechanism and it's hardwired both within you and within the universe. The way for you to experience what you want and what you are yearning to experience is to truly begin by loving yourself and coming back over and over and over again with discerning the impact of the relationship that you have with yourself. There are so many things here that we could talk about, but everything that you experience is an invitation to you. It is an opportunity 
for you to come back into your heart and to examine your relationship with yourself. I promise you, if you will begin this journey of learning what <clears throat> real self-love is, and you will begin to create this new relationship based on knowing that this is the very most important thing that you can do in your life. If you will come into your relationship with yourself and continue to feed that love, <clears throat> that relationship, and continue to allow it to expand, you will have everything that you want and you need in your life. That is so beautiful. I'm just hanging on your every word. I have a feeling I'm going to go back and take notes on this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. And let's talk about your self-love starter kit. I know you mentioned it a little earlier in this episode. I would love to be able to offer that to my community because I think it's so needed. So that'll be the first link in the description or episode details. Yes. And it is absolutely essential to re-educate yourself as to what self-love is and to learn how to discern the energy. And I do something in that course where I've had people literally tell me it has stopped them dead in their tracks. They have never heard it described like this before. They have never, they have never seen it so clearly delineated. And this is what we must do. I want everybody to know self-love is not something that you snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're in it. This is a lifelong commitment and you will be invited with every experience that you have to make certain that you are in alignment with the energy of self-love because that is what it is that we're doing here. We are here. That is the purpose of our earthly existence to love ourselves and to know ourselves as the creators of the world that we live in. I just love everything you're saying so much. Again, I could just talk forever about this. Thank you so much for coming on today. And again, that link will be the first link in the description or episode details. I'll also include a link to download the Bullhorn app, which is totally free. So you can join our live broadcast that's happening in just a couple months. I'm really looking forward to that. If you'd like to call in and talk to us personally or type your questions into the chat. This was amazing. Marcy, thank you so much for being here. And I hope we can do this again soon. I hope so, too. And I look forward to it, as always. And again, I just want to share my love and my belief in our audience and their ability to change the whole trajectory of their lives and to create their happiness, their health, their well-being, and, of course, the love that they want and deserve to be living. 
so beautiful. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks again, everyone, for listening all the way to the end. Make sure you're following my podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple or Bullhorn or anywhere else. You can click the follow button on my podcast homepage so you don't miss any new episodes. Marcy, I would love to bring you back on as many times as you would like to come on. I would love to have you. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. And you can also leave me a rating. It's a brand new feature on Spotify. It's at the top of my podcast homepage. If my episodes or YouTube videos have been helpful for you, that would help me out a lot. It will help my podcast get shared around to more people so they can enjoy all of the amazing experts I bring on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll down to the bottom of my podcast homepage. You can leave me a rating and write me a review if my episodes have been helpful for you. So this was amazing. Thanks again for listening. Marcy, thank you so much. And I will definitely talk with you again very soon. Great. Thank you, everyone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you're tired of struggling in your love life and you want a proven system to get into and maintain a relationship where you're consistently loved, valued, and cherished, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.